When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. McFarlane, McFarlane Energy, thanks so much for sponsoring the Bradfoe Show. It is the off-season. You know how I know that because the GM meetings are here. The GM meetings are in Las Vegas. The winter meetings are in San Diego. That's the first week of December. The GM meetings, what are the GM meetings? Well, that's where all the decision makers get together and they talk about what might happen. Well, in, in re- the Red Sox case, there's a lot of what might happen. Heim Bloom talked. I know he talked to Alex Spear. He's out there in Vegas. And we're going to get to that in a second. But really what the GM meetings are 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 sort of the foundation, the groundwork. And I remember a few years ago, for instance, people approach this in different ways uh, in terms of whether they're going to give their tell, they're going to give their plan. Going back to leading into the year where the Red Sox got Craig Kimbrell and David Price, it was at the GM meetings Dave Dombrowski said, we are going to sign a starting pitcher, and we're going to trade for a closer. You aren't going to get more transparent than that. A lot of times what you'll get is GMs or decision makers. We can't even say GMs anymore. President of baseball operations, whatever they are. A lot of times you get these guys, and they say, we aren't going to trade this person. I remember going back, uh, Sonny Gray was one of those guys in Oakland, um, obviously, Shohei Itani, Perry Manation, he's he was the be-all, end-all in terms of the news of Monday across Major League Baseball, the fact that they, they are not planning to trade Shohei Itani, which, as I tweeted, robbed us, robbed us of all kinds of great fake trades throughout the offseason. Anyway, maybe, maybe it'll resurface. Maybe it's just a, a week of no Shohei Itani trades. Who knows? But the GM meetings are interesting. I always liked them because there was uh, a lot of availability. You could talk to a lot of uh, decision makers about a lot of different topics in regards to baseball, the world of baseball. And every once in a while, you would get hints about what teams are going to do Specifically the Red Sox. All right, so what happened the on, I guess it was day one. Technically it wasn't day one, but really was uh, Monday was day one of the GM meetings in the sense of the time bloom was available. So we know this. We know that they are not going, the Red Sox are not going to pick up James op- uh, Paxson's option. Okay, that's number one, but he still could re-sign under his own option, um, and that would be $4 million. We'll see how that shakes out. Tommy Pham. That option, mutual option, not on the table anymore. We'll see if they resurface. They go back to him as a, an outfield option. Um, then you have, of course, of course, of course. Then you have the Xander Bogart situation. All right. So this is the be-all, end-all. Mark Feinstein of MLB.com had a report saying the Red Sox are exploring that they are exploring second-base options. So why would they explore second-base options? Obviously, because this is one of the fail-safes. This is one of the backup plans for Xander Bogarts that you move Trevor Story to shortstop and you get a second baseman. We knew this was a possibility all along. When they signed Trevor Story, they paid what they did for Trevor Story, 
in part because he represented somewhat of insurance for Xander Bogart's leaving. There was some concern over his elbow. At the end of the year, I talked to Trevor Story about his elbow. He said it's never been better. He sort of learned how to navigate that, how to manage that, and and how to strengthen that. So he feels like he can play shortstop. He feels like he his arm is in good health. He obviously wants the inner Bogarts back. I think that the dynamic of Story, Bogarts, Devers in the infield, maybe throw in Casas at first base, a lot of people, that that – that's a good foundation. That that would be like, okay, you know what? You pay a lot of money. You spend a lot of money for those guys, for those three guys. That's okay because that's the foundation, and then you go from there. Okay, they're exploring second baseman. What does that mean? Not a lot. I mean, the fact is that I think that we're going to hear a lot of exploring this, exploring that. That's fine. You got to explore. I, I do not begrudge them at all for exploring anything. You have to touch base to Trey Turner. You touch base to Carlos Correa. That's another one of these things too. When you get these reports of Red Sox have have touched base with so and so, yeah, well, they do that with everybody. So this it, it's good for business, but in terms of reality, what it means it doesn't mean a lot. All right. So let's go back to Xander Bogarts. What does Xander Bogarts, uh, what is the chance that Xander Bogarts comes back to the Red Sox? All right. I, I feel, I feel right now the Red Sox have put themselves in a place where it is predictably uncomfortable. You knew that it was going to get the free agency. It was going to get uncomfortable. As much as Xander Bogarts wanted to stay with the Red Sox, once you get the free agency, you start getting the name up on the Jumbotron, the visits, the we love you, all that, all the love from all these other teams. And there will be other teams who value Xander Bogarts. That's a fact. So once you get there, you have lost your leverage. You have lost your leverage. Heim Bloom is saying all the right things. He said all the right things out at Las Vegas in terms of He's our priority. He's our number one option. And we heard this right after the season. But, 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 what to say that is one thing. You have lost your leverage. Now you are going to have to get uncomfortable when it comes to re-signing this guy. That's just how it's going to work. Xander Bogars is not taking a hometown discount like he did last time around. So you listen to High and Bloom out at the GM meetings. And he's saying all the right things. And this goes back to when I sat down with him for the Bradford show. I want to play you that about talking about the valuing Xander Bogars off the field and all that. Also, the whole grass is, is not, isn't always greener. And that's one of the things that he dropped out in Vegas to Alex. You know, the grass isn't always greener. Yeah, I mean, thank you for saying that. Thank you for saying that. That's great. But does it mean anything? That it is excellent that he acknowledges that. It is excellent that they that he is coming out and saying we value our own guys because as I said on the podcast when I sat down with him, this is a narrative that has been going on for years, well before Heim Bloom took over, well before where where it was this perception that the Red Sox did not value their own guys as much as they value the guy in the other organization, and a lot of times that backfired on him. So let me play you uh, Bloom when, when I sat down with him and back in September because I think a lot of it rings true when you talk about what he said out in Vegas. 
So how much do you value the entire package? Leadership, like a guy saying, oh, he's our captain, everything. How much do you value that? Yeah, a lot. I think it's, uh, I'll put it this way. You know, normally when you look at players at the point in their career uh, that he's getting to, um, you know, on paper, that that's usually the time, uh, you know, to get off the bus. To me, it's, it's basically a threshold issue that like we shouldn't, it's because of, all those things that he brings, uh, that he's the type of guy that you want to have here for a long time that, you know, you want to have here, hopefully for his whole career. Um, you need that to be a, a good player and a core player, uh, for as long as we expect that he will be. Mm. Um, and if you don't have that, it's, it's usually not going to happen. doesn't mean you're not going to play a long time, but you're not going to be able to be that type of player as, you know, as you get into your thirties, it's probably more important in Boston. Uh, just because of how intense this experience is, both good and have bad. You, have you come to a better understanding of that since you've been here, or did you know that going in? I think I knew it going in. Uh, it's different to live it, for sure, mm -hmm. and just see what it entails, and both through your own eyes and my own experiences, but also seeing what players go through. Um, but I knew it. You know, I've been in this division for a long time, and uh, I have seen a lot of players. You know, as an opponent, I've seen a lot of players come in here, and uh, some of them do better than others, mm -hmm. and you start to see some of the reasons why. And, you know, it's, it is, if this is the type of experience that you, you like and you want, there's nothing better, but it's not for everybody. And, you know, when there is always risk, um, you know, with someone who's not used to it and trust me as an opponent, we saw oftentimes we were happy about it, seeing how some new players did not adjust well to this place. Oh, sure. And you know, it was one of the reasons, like, you know, going back to the winter before 21, uh, that we went after Kike. And even though it wasn't a huge, huge investment, we saw him as really key to our mm -hmm. offseason, both because we thought he, he would do for us on the field. But we felt pretty strongly that this was the type of guy who would thrive in this environment. So the, the narrative has. Yeah. And the narrative there has been a narrative and this is going well before you is that, hey, you know, what? they don't value that exactly what you're talking about enough. They, they look at the grass is always greener mentality. But, you know, what you're saying is that, no, this is this is valued by the organization. Yeah. And look, if if people think we value it, you know, not enough, enough, too much, whatever, that's subjective, right? People can and should have their own opinions. Mm -hmm. This is baseball. Mm -hmm. uh, but it's definitely something I know coming in here, I value it pretty highly because, like I said, I very often – uh, with great joy, I watch players come in here who probably shouldn't be playing here and not enjoy it very much and, and struggle to be. Yeah, I don't themselves. know who you could talk about. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah. you know that that was uh, you know that's something you, when you see it up close, uh, and now I'm seeing it even closer. Yeah, you know you get to value it more. Again, I know like where the rubber meets the road is okay. What does that mean when you put it in terms of moves you're willing to make or uh, you know commitments you're willing to make? Um, that's obviously where the rubber meets the road, and there's room to disagree on, you know, that that's part of the fun of the game is, mm -hmm. you know, everybody's going to have slightly different views of it and views of, okay, what's this player worth or what move should they make? Or do I like this trade or do I like that sign that signing? But, uh, you know, for sure, uh, it's something I, I think if you, if you don't value that, you're just not paying attention. I mean, how can you watch mm -hmm. teams function and, and, and win and sometimes lose in this, in this city and not value that? It's different. I mean, it's definitely a different place. All right. So once again, Bloom is saying all the right things. All the right things. They are making Xander Bogarts the top priority. But I think Xander Bogarts represents something that, that 
is really the the most important piece of the whole conversation with the Red Sox offseason. How uncomfortable are you willing to get to get the guy? That is what we're going to have to find out. Because before, they weren't. It didn't seem that way anyway. Before, they weren't. Now, are they willing to get uncomfortable in the sense of going the extra year for a relief pitcher? Maybe. You know, may, you know there's like, in, in other words, instead of offering Matt Strom the $2 million last year, they offer him $3 million. All right, great. You, that's how you, that's one way you build things up. But at the same time, are you willing to get uncomfortable? And what's also intriguing, fascinating to me is the whole recruiting thing. The whole how you're prioritizing guys. I know that they did this with Kike Hernandez, and this is this is a, a, an important piece of the puzzle. And I want to play you David Ross. David Ross just appeared on the Baseballs and Boring podcast talking about when the Red Sox made him the priority and how much that meant. And you say, well, okay, you got the backup catcher or you got the other catcher or you got the complimentary player, but you have to do this. You have to show love to these guys. And and does it mean a lot for the the Xander Bogarts of the world, the high price free agents of the world? Uh, probably not. I don't know. Maybe. I don't, probably not. But does it mean? For, is it important for some of these other guys that you have to build with? Absolutely. Absolutely. So I know that they obviously have done their due diligence when it comes to recruiting. That's already started. Um, yelling from the mountaintops. But a reminder once again, a reminder once again that other teams are doing this as well with the likes of Xander Bogarts. Let me play you David Ross. Here's David uh, talking about when the Red Sox recruited him. I always remember this, David, is that, you know, we talk a lot about that 2013 Red Sox team and how that was constructed and how they took the money and they sort of spread it around a little bit. They didn't, I remember Josh Hamilton was the big guy that that offseason, right? But but they signed you and Victorino and Napoli and Dempster and Gomes and all these guys. But you were the first one. You were the first one. You were the from what I remember, you were the first call. So free agency uh it hits midnight or whatever it is. And correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like the Red Sox, like they they called you first. And so my question is, how impactful is that for you or was that for you? And is that something that is, is, is something that you may be, you and Jed, whoever, that this is a very real thing in baseball, the importance of showing a guy, maybe you, maybe not the highest paid guy, but you're a priority for us. Well, you're hit around the head. I, you know, obviously only Ben knows who all they called, but like they called me, they said, one of our top priorities is 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 going to be the the uh, other catcher. I mean, we always going to be in tandem with uh, Salty, mm-hmm. and um, they told me I was a priority because because of the some of the dismay they had been through in twelve and like trying to get together a bunch of of you know I don't want to toot my own horn, but this is what they say you know get good clubhouse guys that know baseball and you know blah blah blah. Um, and I, I mean, they did that. If you look at the guys, Johnny Gomes, phenomenal reputation, Ryan Dempster, Shane Victorino, Mike Napoli, all these guys are, are good humans as well as good players and, and good people. And I think that's why we came together so fast. Um, but that did make that, that was everything. I, I, as a player, you want to feel important. You want to, you want to matter. I was a backup catcher. I backed up Brian McCann. He's a 
you know, six-time Silver Slugger, six-time All-Star, tons of accolades. I was a backup. And for them to show me, one, with, I mean, dollars matter, but with the way they pursued me and the way they wanted to make something happen and the way they put their best foot forward right away, that was everything. It was an easy decision. It wasn't, there was no nothing else even even close because of how hard the Red Sox were pushing. Like we want David Ross, he matters. And to come from a, a career 220 hitter and a backup catcher, you know, like that was everything for me. So to fall in love with that place and that organization. Um, and I asked Ben, I remember after winning the world series, I asked Ben like, okay, like what's the real reason that you were pursuing me? And, and he said, you know, your reputation was really good in the game. And, um, you know, there's, there's, uh, run production and there's run prevention and like looking at your numbers, like you prevented runs and you, you won a lot of games when you were catching. And that's something we felt like we needed. And like that, that was a perfect fit for us. So, um, that was really cool, you know, to hear him say that. And the fact that I identified me and, um, was special because that hasn't always been my reputation too. So like, I was proud that, like I was able to um, to go somewhere like Atlanta, change my reputation to somebody that was a good teammate and valued um, others and winning and and some of the mindset changes that I had went through as I matured and grew up um, was really cool for me to 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 know that other people were out there saying that and seeing that. All right, so we got all the news of the day. Also, I should note Tristan Casas no longer. In Dominican Republic, not playing, resting the knee back in Florida. So I guess the tattoo of a fire truck behind the ear will have to wait. All right. Subscribe, listen, rate, review. We'll have another update from the GM meetings uh, coming up along with the time-honored tradition of Who Says No Wednesday. So much fun. So much fun, even if we don't have Shohei Atani. But we have another good round of that as well. All right. Like I said, listen, subscribe, rate, review. All the above. Appreciate it, everybody. All right. We'll talk to you tomorrow.